dear friends, if you allow me, sorry to interrupt. We're having a great lunch, but the moment has come for us to have uh, our keynote uh, uh, remarks. So, Nicholas Borneros of Catalina, I'd like simply to thank you all very, very much for uh, being with us today. I'm delighted not only that it's a successful conference, but I'm delighted with the fact that we are back together. And uh, I think that's one of the topics we have all been discussing, how we have been missing this uh, personal interaction face-to-face, -face, uh, and I'm delighted that we are back together. Uh, I would like to thank uh, DNB, our partner for uh, this conference. We've done this uh, fall conference together, I don't know, six, seven, eight years now, so it's a long time. That's what it means to have a long-term partnership. Uh, so thank you uh, to DNB, thank you Ted, for uh, and your team for all the help and for uh, really soldering the heavy burden with us. Uh, I'd like to thank um, uh, the uh, Nasdaq and New York Stock Exchange for their cooperation, and we have with us today Stefan Geckel. I'm sure you all know Stefan. He's the head of international listings uh, at the New York Stock Exchange and uh, a great friend. So without any more delay, I'd like to ask Ted Jarek the President and CEO of DMB Markets, to come and uh, introduce our keynote speaker. I would like to thank all the sponsors of the conference. Please allow me not to go name by name. I'm humbled and gratified that uh, all the sponsors are long-term. They support us for what we do and all the companies, so just a huge thank you. I get introduced. Thank you, Nicholas, to make an introduction. Uh, uh, Carrie Troth is our featured speaker uh, for, for this luncheon, and she has since a little over a year ago, August 2021, uh, been the head of Shell's uh, shipping and, and maritime uh, business. Um, I think everybody knows that Shell is a major player in this space and has been a major, I would say, leader in, in, in driving a lot of the, the changes that, that everybody in the industry is, is working with and facing. Um, and so I think it'll obviously be extremely interesting to hear from Carrie as, as to what the current activities and focus is. And, and more broadly, I'm, I'm sure what she will have to say will be quite enlightening. Um, she joined Shell in 2012, so about 10 years ago, had a number of positions, both in the U.S. and, uh, and I believe, London. Last position was heading their business overall in the Americas. Began her career in the Navy. I think that's pretty cool and pretty impressive. Uh, as well as worked in several, I think several, shipyards here in the U.S. Uh, so obviously a, quite a technical background. I have a feeling many of you in this room know her in, in other capacities and relationships, and uh, it's the first time I've met her, so pleasure for me for that. Um, as you might expect, a number of, of extracurricular activities, including ABS, uh, the chairperson of the Blue Sky Maritime Coalition, which we heard the name of several times this morning, and a member or a board member of the US, UK Chamber of Shipping. I've said enough. Uh, hopefully that's a proper introduction. And Carrie, please join us on the stage. Good afternoon and hello. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And I'd like to thank Ted for the introduction and Capital Link for inviting me to speak today. 
We've already heard plenty about exciting discussions on the future of shipping, and I'm sure the people in this room will play a pivotal role in making those ideas a reality. My name, as was said, Carrie Troth. I'm the Senior Vice President of Shipping and Maritime for Shell. For those who don't know me, my background in maritime is as a naval architect. I began my career as a surface warfare officer in the U.S. Navy, one of the first year group to serve on combat ships. So I, think, I know a thing or two about leading the way and the importance of teamwork when working to create real change against the odds. That's why I would like to share with you an opportunity I don't think any of us can afford to overlook. Shipping is integral to the world's efforts to reach net zero emissions. And we have the opportunity today to bring our entire industry together. Whether we're investors, ship owners, charters, fuel suppliers, technical managers, engineers, only together can we overcome the odds that face us and unlock the decarbonized future for shipping. We're all here at this forum at New York Climate Week for one simple reason. The world needs us to take urgent action to achieve net zero emissions and the more ambitious goal of the Paris Climate Agreement to limit the rise in average global temperature to 1.5 degrees C. In line with this agreement, Shell has a clear and unambiguous goal to become a net zero emissions company by 2050. We cannot ignore the reality and we cannot shy away from the fact that the maritime sector is responsible for around 3% of those global emissions every year. However, shipping is indispensable to the global economy. It transports roughly 80% of the world's freight, so as the world economy grows, so will shipping. Put simply, shipping needs to decarbonize, and it needs to start that journey today. It will be the biggest transformation of our industry since the Industrial Revolution, and it will not be easy to achieve. Shipping as a sector is hard to abate due to its reliance on liquid fossil fuels like heavy fuel oil, marine gas oil, and there is not yet a silver bullet to replace them. We cannot afford to wait until the perfect solution arrives before we begin to act. Again, only by collaborating across our sector's entire value chain can we reach net zero. At Shell, we wear many hats in the world of shipping. We're a supplier, providing the sector with the energy that it needs, including lower carbon products. As one of the biggest charters in the world, we are an energy user ourselves, operating a large fleet of vessels. We are a technology developer, able to develop and deliver energy solutions at scale globally. And finally, we are a partner for change, working with our customers in the sector to develop decarbonization solutions to address your emissions. Because of this, we're confident in our ability to deliver solutions that will help to advance the energy transition. But shipping still faces challenges on its voyage to decarbonization. A critical issue right now is that there's little customer demand for alternative low-carbon fuels and technologies. Driven by the uncertainty around which zero-emission future fuels will become widely adopted by the sector. Such hesitance is driven partly by regulatory ambiguity. 
Shipping is a complex industry that can't move as quickly as it would like. And without regulation to drive progress, we cannot expect everyone in the value chain to take those necessary actions. This then leads to a lack of business case for decarbonization solutions, uh, which require that development and scaling. And without clear direction from regulatory bodies, the sector cannot justify the level of investment that is required to drive the necessary change. And while there is no single solution to these challenges, we must move from being a hard-to-abate sector to a how-to-abate industry together. We're already working to offer greater certainty around zero-emission future fuels, and in the meantime, we must look to transition through the viable solutions that are already available today. So what solutions are available today? What tools can our industry use to advance its decarbonization journey starting right now? The answers fall broadly into two categories, energy efficiency and lower carbon fuels. Let's start with energy efficiency. Whatever our vessels are transporting around the world, their most cargo, their most valuable cargo, is now the data that they generate on their voyages. With that data, we can begin to improve the operational efficiency and take advantage of energy-efficient technologies. This not only helps to decarbonize shipping, but also plays a vital role in unlocking those future strategic pathways to that goal where lower energy-density fuels are expected. At Shell, we firmly believe that the energy-efficient technologies are an essential driver of the decarbonization efforts, and they should be a priority for the entire industry today. In fact, our research has found that if used more widely, existing energy-efficient technologies could further reduce emissions by up to 25% with commercially viable solutions. Examples of this include Shell's Just Add Water system, JAWS, which reduces emissions by up to 7%. Air lubrication, which reduces emissions by up to 8%. Trials of port call optimization software can show a reduction, depending on the vessel, of up to 20% reduction in waiting times. All of it adds up to deliver a positive impact. Some estimates suggest that improving efficiency by even 8% across the globe would be the equivalent to putting 4,400 zero-carbon ships on the water today. Having said that, even the most efficient vessel can be run inefficiently, which is why we also need to invest in our people. Only by equipping the seafarers with the right knowledge, the right skills, incentives, and experience can we realize the full potential of those new technologies. While improving the efficiency of our vessels, we should also explore the role of lower carbon alternatives to fuel oil. There is no single fuel technology or solution that can replace fuel oil. So we believe that the shipping industry will need a mosaic of fuels to transition from its current dependence on fuel oil to a decarbonized future of low and zero carbon emission fuels. For short sea shipping, electrification and hybrid solutions could offer an effective route to net zero. This covers the use of renewable onshore power to allow ships to turn off their engines when docked at port, cold ironing, and battery power for propulsion. For existing deep sea fleets, liquid biofuels, such as renewable diesel or biodiesel, can be dropped in or mixed with existing fuels to reduce the greenhouse gases generated by the vessel. For dual fuel new builds, 
Liquid natural gas provides flexibility and the lowest carbon alternative available at scale today, as well as offering emissions of up to 23% emissions from well to wake. It outperforms conventional marine fuels on pollutants such as nitrous oxide and particulate matter. It also provides a route to potential net zero e-LNG and low-carbon bio-LNG, all of which can be supplied through that existing infrastructure. Shell is committed to deliver and develop decarbonization solutions to the market and improve the technology and infrastructure needed to make them available around the world. That's why we've developed one of the world's largest LNG bunkering networks with 15 locations across 10 countries and 12 bunkering vessels. But what comes next? We also need to explore the future fuels that will get us to our destination of net zero. From our perspective, future net zero emission fuels for deep sea shipping will likely be based on hydrogen. This could include hydrogen-derived synthetic fuels, and liquid hydrogen itself. There is not yet any certainty on how the market share for these fuels will develop. So again, we predict that shipping will need to use a mosaic of fuels to get to net zero. Yet there are still challenges we need to overcome before we see the mass availability needed to drive decarbonization. The first aspect we need to think about is how practical and commercially viable each of these net zero fuels will be. And this will all depend on their level of technical maturity and the development of that infrastructure worldwide. There are some significant technical and safety barriers for us to overcome with zero emission fuels. When looking at energy density, they are all less favorable than fuel oil. So we may need more bunker capacity for the same energy, reducing the storage available to cargo while adding infrastructure and fuel costs. Energy-efficient technologies and ship design changes can help with that to a certain extent. But fortunately, there is another technology in development that we can couple with zero-emission fuels to deliver viable alternatives. Fuel cells. It is no wonder that fuel cell technology is, quite rightly, seen as critical technology for shipping. The innovations currently under development can improve energy conversion efficiency by 60%. That's why Shell has signed a letter of intent with Doosan Fuel Cell and Korea Shipbuilding and Offshore Energy Engineering, KSOE, to test and demonstrate solid oxide fuel cells in a marine environment. With this technology in play, the infrastructure and commercial challenges of future fuels will be easier to overcome, and it could also simplify vessel design. The second and most critical aspect in unlocking the potential of zero-emission fuels is safety. The shipping industry has continued to invest first and foremost in the safety and well-being of our seafarers, and this priority cannot change. Whether it's the toxicity of ammonia or the flammability of hydrogen, we need to rigorously test future fuels and prove that they can be used safely as marine fuels before they can be considered viable for shipping. That's why Shell is already working with industry consortium to share our technical experience and explore how to address any safety challenges. Our decarbonization efforts must never come at the cost of safety. The safety of the crews and the communities around shipping will always remain top priority. 
just giving you a whirlwind tour of the viable pathways to decarbonization that are open to shipping now and in the future. The real question, though, is how do we accelerate the pace of change? How do we drive the necessary transition to lower and zero carbon fuels? Shipping is a regulation-driven sector. So we need regulators to set the pace of change with ambitious targets. Shipping must align with the goals laid out in the Paris Agreement. And as part of the Getting to Zero Coalition, we are calling on IMO to set a clear and unambiguous target of net zero emissions by 2050 in the Greenhouse Gas Strategy Review in 2023. Once we have these targets in place, we need regulatory mechanisms that create a level playing field for everyone in shipping, from owners to charters, from fuel suppliers to customers. We need price mechanisms linked to a clear net zero trajectory to drive demand until low-carbon fuels and technologies become more competitive, an area which Shell has long supported a mandatory price on carbon. With support from policymakers, the sector needs to invest heavily in the infrastructure and technology to unlock zero-emission vessels and fuels. This will help provide clear direction for investors, help to grow demand for alternatives, and provide a strong mandate for action now. Taking a step back for just a moment, when sharing my background with you earlier, I said that I understand the value and the importance of teamwork. And it's true. I've talked at length about technology, about infrastructure, about policy. And all of these have been linked by a common thread, that critical need for collaboration within shipping. No single organization has the answer to shipping decarbonization. It simply is too great a challenge for any one of us to take on alone. Only through collaboration across the entire value chain can we hope to succeed on our voyage to net zero. That is why at Shell, we are already collaborating with partners and stakeholders across the shipping value chain to develop, demonstrate, and scale these technologies. We're working closely with key partners and customers, such as MSC, CMA, CGM, to develop a range of safe, sustainable, and competitive fuels and technologies. We're working with engine and technology OEMs to test and deploy energy-efficient technologies, improve engine performance, and create that infrastructure for zero emission fuels. The maiden voyage of the Suiso Frontier, the world's first liquefied hydrogen carrier, demonstrates how our collaboration with Hystra and the government of Japan is shaping the future of shipping. With ports and marine hubs, we've just signed an agreement with Port Houston to support portside infrastructure and technologies, and we're an early action partner in the green corridor between Rotterdam and Singapore. And lastly, with voluntary initiatives such as the Sea Cargo Charter, Getting to Zero Coalition, and the Blue Sky Maritime Coalition. All sectors are looking to decarbonize, and therefore we also need to look beyond shipping to work with other sectors and industries. Not only will it be vital in supporting the necessary supply of feedstocks, of fuel, and infrastructure, especially as shipping will face competition for these from areas like aviation, but it will also offer opportunities for acceleration. As a multi-sectoral organization, Shell has expertise in deploying and developing decarbonization solutions that span different sectors. If anything, we're inherently structured to look at shipping decarbonization from this angle. Take electrification, for example. Demand for renewable electricity will come from across many sectors. 
So we need to work collaboratively to scale, supply, and make it as widely available as possible. This could then provide significant opportunities to accelerate decarbonization in areas such as port electrification and in the production of renewable hydrogen. Shell's ambition is to build a global hydrogen economy by developing opportunities in the production, storage, transport, and delivery of hydrogen to end-user customers. Ultimately, when we look to make big commitments and decisions, we need those other sectors and those other industries to come with us. While 2050 may sound like a long way off, by no means do we have time to wait. We need to use the time we have wisely. Breaking the deadlock of decarbonization starts with small steps to build those foundational changes now. As an industry, we should invest in the viable solutions that are available today, from energy-efficient technologies to lower-carbon fuels. By doing this, we can pick up the pace of progress, lay the groundwork for transition to the zero-emissions fuels of the future. It will be a colossal challenge. But I am confident that together, we can overcome it. Together, we can chart our course to net zero, and only together can we deliverize a deliver a decarbonized future for shipping. Thank you. Carrie, thank you very much for uh, a truly inspirational set of remarks. Highly informative. So this concludes the luncheon. Before we all go, I'd like to, uh, I, I omitted actually to thank the Capital Link staff for uh, really working very hard to put this together, along, of course, with DNB and um, with the help of uh, our uh, sponsors and participants. Uh, this afternoon, we have uh, an amazing set of panels on, uh, all of them on energy. We have on LPG, LNG, crude and product. So I think uh, you will find uh, tremendous insight and uh, interest in these panels. I hope you will attend them. And by the way, I'm gratified to mention that uh, in cooperation with uh, the U.S. Treasury Department, we are hosting uh, uh, a session on the uh, uh, Russian oil price cap. As we all know, it's a recent development. Uh, and I'm gratified that uh, the U.S. Treasury uh, deemed that this is a great platform to reach out to the industry, and we're hosting an, uh, uh, a parallel session on that topic. And in the morning, we had the one on sanctions uh, with State and Commerce Department. So please come and attend the afternoon sessions, uh, tremendous informational content, and, of course, great networking. Thank you to all very much. <laughs>